a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Oh, man, this is, okay, we're kind of on a roll. Let me just tell you the last two guests we've had on Leadership Lean In. We had John Maxwell, mm. then we went to Louis Giglio, and now we're, we're with Pastor Robert Morris. Leaners, we are on fire right now. Thank you so much for being on, Pastor Robert. This, this means the world. Obviously, we just recorded Sunday. Uh, I'm just trying to get a little bit more wisdom out of you and learn leadership. You have led for 40 plus years. You have traveled the world speaking. You lead an organization that is mammoth uh, with massive influence, massive budget. You are a leader of leaders. Uh, I can't wait to jump into the questions I have for you because of the wealth of experience and wisdom that you have. I want to start here. You got this thing, gateway, blessed life. Talk to me about rest because you've been able to do this for so long and not burn out because of the disciplines you've placed in your life on the rhythm of rest. Talk to me about the importance of rest. Okay, well, thanks for letting me be here. I, I, uh, I'm honored, honored, and honored to be with you. Um, so I'm going to talk to you like um, I'm going to talk to you like I'm getting on to you for a minute. Good, is I that like all right? it. Yes. Okay. So um, these are just straight, easy questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're not planning on committing adultery anytime soon, are you? No plans. Never, right? <laughs> right, right. You're not planning on stealing. Nope. Lying. Nope. Uh, coveting. No plans. No, no plans on murdering anyone, right? I haven't thought about it. Okay. So, do you rest one day a week, every week? <laughs> I have plans to do that. <laughs> okay. Because it's in the same list. Right. Right. It's in God's top 10 list. Jeez. Not to have any other gods before him. Mm -hmm. Not to have idols. Right. Not to take his name in vain. To honor our parents. Mm. Not to lie. Not to covet. Not to murder. Right. Not to steal. Not to commit adultery, mm. but to rest one day. It's in his top 10 list. Jeez. It's incredible. And all of these things, the reason he says don't commit adultery, it's not because he doesn't want you to have fun. He wants you to have fun. Right. He doesn't want you to have heartache. Mm. So why does he tell us to rest one day a week? It's the exact same thing. 
And he says it over and over and over, not just in the top, not in the 10, just the 10 commandments. Right. He, he says it like you will do no work on this day. So we could say that another way. Let's modernize that. Yeah, you, yeah. you shall do no emails. Ooh. <laughs> the conviction say, say t- from the ghost. I told you. I mean, it, it's it's incredible. Wow. Uh, so so I preach on this. I mm. teach on this. I wrote a book on it called "Take the Day Off." Mm. Um, to give you a story about this. Uh, a doctor in our church. Mm. I preached the whole church. Take a day off. No work. See, we used to think the fourth commandment meant go to church. There's right. not one thing in there about going to church. Wow. I think we should go to church. Yeah. It says nothing about go to church. It says don't do any work. Mm. So so the, the commandment is for you. It's for me. It's for mm. leaners. It's for yeah. our good, right? Okay. Right. So I preach on it. This doctor, mm. he comes, we have Saturday service as well as Sunday. And he thinks, I've got to do this. I've just got to. And I did it for a while, but I quit doing it. I started mm. going to work on Sunday afternoon. In other words, getting my mind ready for Monday. So the next day... No work, none. He lies down to go to bed and he gets this idea and he thinks, I got to write this down. He thinks, but it's a Sabbath. And he looks at his clock and it's 12.01 a.m. Monday morning. He writes this thing down. Yep. He has other doctors. It's like five years ago. The medical community says this idea will revolutionize the medical community. This guy's having to hire people. His business has exploded. Because his mind mm. rested. Beautiful. So think about that. Yeah. Not just his body, mm. but his mind rested. His emotions rested so he could be more refreshed for his wife and for his children. Mm. His heart rested. His spirit rested. Mm. It is so important to rest one day a week. But mm. having said that, let me hit one more thing on rest. Mm. And that is um, we seem to manage our time and our schedules well. What we don't manage well is our energy. Mm. In other yes. words, when someone asks me to do something, I look to see if I have the time to do it. Right. But I don't think about, even though this is a one-hour thing, this is going to take a lot of energy out of me. You know, and, even as even as you're saying that, I was thinking, you know, earlier we just recorded for Sunday and then we're doing this, and I was thinking, he's giving so much energy right now. The virtue, I think that's what Jesus said. Hey, wait, hold on, stop. I know what virtue feels like when it leaves my body. Somebody touched me. Yeah. Vert, and I don't think we, I, I totally agree. I think it is more now about energy management yeah. than it is about time. Maybe we became masters of the Stephen Covey, you know, time management. Yeah. We've really got to look at, I always think for leaders, how's your serotonin level? How's your adrenal gland? All of that stuff, you, you got to build back into your life, and that's energy. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I want to transition and talk to you about, you have a brilliant thought about delegation. Talk to me about what what you think about great leaders are great delegators. Yeah. So I think that all of us have a tendency to fall off the log Mm. on one side or the other. And you could use all sorts of examples, all sorts of examples. For me, I'm a pastor. Mm -hmm. So pastors have to lead and feed. Mm. So if I, what's my natural leaning? Which way do I naturally lean? Mm. Well, I lean toward being a feeder. Yep. I can preach, teach, you know, put together messages and all, but I had to learn to lead. Mm. Because if I fall off the log naturally, I'll I'll just be a feeder. 
Right. So now, as you said, our organization is, you know, over $150 million a year budget. My payroll's over a million dollars a week, 700 employees. Okay. So I had to learn Jeez. to be a business leader. I had to right. lead an organization. Okay. So same way, one way or the other. So let's talk about leading now. Mm. God's way is to delegate. Yep. But we all can fall off the log one way or the other. If we fall off the log one way, we're called a dictator. Mm-hmm. If we fall off the log the other way, we're called an abdicator. Mm-hmm. But the middle of the log is a delegator. Right. So what do I need to do? First of all, I have to figure out what my natural tendency is. Well, my natural tendency is to be an abdicator. My natural tendency is to hire the youth pastor and say, see you at the Christmas staff party. Can't wait to see, can't wait <laughs> oh, to see you, buddy. No oversight. Camp goes no, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, right. Other guys, though, their their tendency is to dictate, just be in every meeting. So I also call it uh, uh, hands-on mm. or hands-off mm. or hands-in. That's great. In other words, I'm going to put my hands in every That's now and great. then and help you a little bit, but I'm not going to be a hands-on leader. I'm mm. going to let you lead, mm. and I'm not going to be a hands-off leader and never give you any input. Yep. It's the same. That's what it is. Delegation. What am I doing today mm. that someone else could do tomorrow? I love the that. more I delegate, the more I can lead. Mm. The less I delegate, the less I could lead 200 people. But if I delegate, I could maybe lead 500. And if I delegate, I could lead 1,000. Every step of the way as Gateway has grown, I've had to delegate more. Wow. Delegation I, is the key. I love that. And, and that that whole three-prong thing right there, that, that hands-off, hands-on, hands-in this process, that is, I love that. Uh, talk to me about... Family first. You have cracked the code. I always think the guys, you know, I'm 41. No one knows if I'm winning. We won't know if I won until I get into your era and I have kids that want to be around me and grandkids that I can spoil rotten. Uh, You're in the sweet spot of life, but you figured out when you were my age how to put family first. Teach me. How do I do that? In, as a 41-year-old with four children, how do I do that? Well, uh, we say we say it all the time. You know, God first, family second, business third. We mm-hmm. say it really well. But when it comes to actually making the decisions, mm-hmm. we don't decide that. Mm-hmm. We have to do something to decide, no, my wife mm-hmm. and my, or for a lady, my husband, my spouse is first. My children are first. Mm. What am I going to do? So you get all these small decisions along the way. Mm. So a couple of small decisions. This guy called me one time and said, hey, um, I had a guest speaker for this weekend. He canceled. We're in a series on family. Can you do a message for me? Sure. Well, on Saturday, my son had a soccer game. He called me on Friday. So do I prepare the message on family? <laughs> right. Or do I have a family? Right. So I decide, no, I'm going to go watch it. Well, if you've ever seen a kid's soccer game, yeah, yeah. you you got time to think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm sitting there watching. I'm yeah. there. I get my three points while I'm watching. Right, right. I just go home, write them down. It's yeah. the best message on family. Yeah. You have to make those decisions. Right. One of the things when you're a giver, and I like to mm. be a giver. We yes. need to be a giver. You're very tight in your budget, and you're very generous in your giving. Mm. So years ago, the Lord told me, you take family vacation Mm. out of tight side, and you put it in the generous side. Wow. I want you to give to your family. Family vacations are going to be very important for you from now on. 
So even when we had no money at all, right. and everybody has no money at some point. Right, right, right. I right, guess right. you can be born with it, but right, I right. wasn't. So, all right. so we would drive and we would have a little tent and we'd go mm. to Colorado or the mountains yeah. or somewhere. But we made family vacations mm. to this day. All of my kids are in their 30s. They can all talk about we went here. family vacation. Yeah, and I started getting a little emotion because it, it they will talk about the one where the tent blew over, you know, in the rain. <laughs> yeah. It didn't matter we yeah. weren't at the Four Seasons. Right, right. We were together. You just have to make decisions. Yep. I will put my family in front of my business. It's beautiful. Uh, the last thing I want to talk to you about, you spoke a message in 2000, is it 17? Is that the video I'm watching about the Jezebel spirit? What year is that video I from? I think it was from even way before that, like 2010 or something. Oh my but gosh, it yeah, been, it feels old. But I may, have re, I may have done something else in 17, but anyway. So, so I'm watching this message. I'm at, you know, I'm at a dinner in Colorado with these other pastors, and they all are referring to this message that you gave on don't tolerate, stop tolerating the Jezebel spirits. I go, I always grew up in church preaching the Bible, Jezebel, she's bad, you know, I... Yes, Elijah, okay, so I'll, I'll go listen to it. And then I listen to it and I go, you need to hear, and I just, I pass it out to everybody that I knew. It is the single most important message I have heard in forever. Talk to our leaners about what a Jezebel spirit is and how do we stop tolerating it? Well, Jezebel was a, a lady in the Bible. Uh, she married a, a king named Ahab, one of the kings of Israel. And uh, Ahab uh, was the second greatest conqueror, mm. conquering king Israel ever had. Jeez. Most people, if you said who was the greatest that conquered the most land, who conquered the most, you'd think David the warrior. Actually, David's third. Wow. <laughs> Solomon's first. Yep. Wisdom really conquers yeah. more and more. Yeah, right. So that tells you right yeah, there. Yeah. So Solomon's number one, but Ahab was number two. Wow. But she attaches to him. And then the New Testament tells us, don't you tolerate this, yeah. this woman. So there was an actual woman, but I think there's a spirit behind it. The mm. spirit behind it is it's a, a desire in a person to get close to the leader. That person knows he or she can never be the leader. Mm. So if I just attach myself to a leader, mm. then I'll get the benefits that he has or she has. I'm going to get this for myself as well. And so they will tell you things like, God's called me here to serve you. Right. I'm your servant. I, I'm your armor bearer. And I, I'll just, I, if I were just the janitor, I'd work for you. Just mm. be there. Well, try to make them the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. But they want to be number two. Jeez. They want to brag about their relationship with you. They want to say, well, I, you know, I'm pastor's best friend. I'm so-and-so's best friend. They're doing everything they can. But the difficulty is, is that mm. it's not the person now. Mm. There's a spirit. Right. And that spirit is gaining entrance through this insecure person. But right. that spirit brings sickness. It brings uh, tiredness, fatigue. It brings fear. Elijah. Right. I mean, he calls fire down He's from heaven. And they say, Jezebel's coming after you. And he runs. He's scared. And then he prays to die. It's just incredible. Right. So I would say that any person in leadership, it's not, again, it's not a person, but it comes through a person. Yep. You've got to watch for this person that is just wanting to attach to you mm. because they see the gift in you and mm. they want that 
the rewards of that gift that God gave you. Right. And that spirit that's operating through that person will zap you mm. of more energy, more time, more resources will just zap you. So I, uh, that, that's why I shared that message because I've seen it over and over in my own life. Right. You've got to watch because the per and here's something uh, Pastor Jack Hayford told me, you can be gracious with the person, but not with the spirit. Right. And so I've had to stop that spirit several times mm. from coming into my life. You know, the thing that really uh, stuck out to me in the message, and I want everybody, all the leaners to understand this, what, what really hit me was I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I am Ahab. In the story, I am the weak leader that is afraid of rejection, that is operating in insecurity. And um, I, I was being controlled, I didn't even realize it. So I'm really grateful. It's a message that everybody needs to go straight from this podcast to go listen to that message because it is a revolutionary message. I hope you do more with this content because it's one of those things, for, as for leaders, I mean, Pastor Brian said, you talk about the message. It's the single most important message to pastors. I don't think it's just for pastors. I think it's for business leaders because we live in a culture where people are operating under manipulation and control and they don't even, they can't identify it. They would never look at you and go, so sorry, I've been totally trying to control you. They can't even see that in themselves and will never be the leaders we're called to be if we're under someone else's dictatorship. So... Pastor Robert, thank you. Thank you for being a voice, someone we can look to, someone that is so uh, respected. You haven't been respected for a flash in the pan decade or of a book, 19 books later, decades of faithfulness. Thank you for living with integrity, living what you preach. We want to be leaders like you. So thank you so much. Thanks, man.